everyone, this is the JoyClicks Gamescast. I'm your moderator, Christian Buckley, joined once again by Kevin Diaz. What's going on? The How Conductor. Mmm. With a K, not with a C. Don't oh, it's a Mortal Kombat action now. Oh, absolutely. I Oh, Kevin the Conductor, absolutely. KTK? Absolutely. KTK, ooh. KTK, TKD TKD. or TKT, what do you prefer? Man, it's a lot. I have a lot of acronyms. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> but um, conductor is with a K. Absolutely. You may notice, Kevin, listeners, I did not say the number of this episode. Mm. Patch notes time. So, a little thing happened last week. We had a recording snafu. We had to stop halfway through. Uh, because of one fire alarm then later in the evening when i was rendering this year's show uh, my pc crashed tried to try to do it again in the morning when i woke up i was like oh i can't wait to upload the episode now i turn on my computer i wake up my computer i'm like oh premiere broke (laughs) that's tragic so we lost we have a lost episode now i you know we also have a lost episode on Road to Part Two, so I, I, you, you truly hate to see it, but, but now like, it leaves us a potential to add a remake. Yeah, now there's a legacy there, you know. Absolutely. Like, do you remember the lost episode of SpongeBob? I don't. When he wanted to fly and he got the bat suit and the other stuff. Wait, are you serious? The, Wait, that's. There was an episode. Real? of Spongebob called okay. The Lost Episode where he really wanted to fly and then he wore a spandex bat suit and jumped off a cliff once and he kept trying to fly and I think his pants is what made him fly eventually I forget I, well I don't recall huh well interesting interesting ending patch notes for this week the whole episode is the patch note the this whole is episode, episode 6 2 episode 6 2.5 over 358 over 794 exclusively on uh on uh the ouya the ouya okay that's a poll um but speaking of sequels both of us have been playing some sequels um first off i want to start with you kevin okay because you brought to my attention Mm. that as of today february 20th you have Mm. finished resident evil 2 i did i did do it i did do it uh if you'd like to know my uh my uh, quick statistics uh i i got that nice splash screen that you get where your stats are on like a piece of paper yeah like the police report kind of thing yeah yeah it looks very very nice very much like hey you know we took some time to do this so you might want to share it on twitter you know i i was about to but then i was a little bit ashamed at my uh Am I am I leather grade? You know, it was a C, right? I barely passed, and I think the biggest culprit of why I got a C is because I did have forty-one saves. Now, <laughs> here I would like to explain why I had this many saves, right? I was just saving at every single possible typewriter solely because of Mister X, right? That's fair. And it like the the saves started rapidly progressing. Uh, once Mr. X got introduced into the fold, you know what I'm saying? Before that, you know, I would just save whenever I went back to the to the main hall. Wasn't really mm-hmm. that worried about it, you know? But uh, once that, you know, Thanos threat, one one might say, you know, uh, came to the fold, I definitely started saving a lot more. 
than usual and definitely a lot more than i needed to so yeah i i definitely understand that tension and yeah to make it clear you played leon's campaign i did play leon s kennedy's <clears throat> campaign uh i did it in just under 10 hours it was like nice. nine hours and 55 minutes so just under think, 10 hours um that's solid that is a solid run uh, for comparison i played standard is the normal difficulty right like that's the default i believe yeah yeah i typically play on normal on everything so that's yeah creator's intent yeah it's mm-hmm. i think in re2 i think it's beginner standard and then hardcore mm. i think um regardless i played it on the same difficulty you did i also got a C. I think i might have got a c plus and i beat mm. the game in eight and a half hours mm. i see so damn so. Well, definitely not that. there was i'm trying to remember which part uh it took me it took me a while to assemble the panel parts when i was trying to get oh, into okay. yeah that one took me a little bit i was like I the was actual bit... puzzle aspect of it or collecting them collecting them like i, I there was uh it was Everything that I had to do before to get, I it was everything I had to do before, I went to the clock tower to get gotcha. the last part. That it took me a little bit to kind of wrap my head around, mm-hmm. but everything else was pretty much straightforward. You know, mm-hmm. satisfying puzzles all the way around. Sat- I love the puzzles in Resident it's Evil so games good. so much. They're so, so good. fun. It just makes you really like think methodically about okay, what would I use this for? You know. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, I really it's love great. this about the first game, and I think the explanation for RE2 having all these complex puzzles is really neat, because, like, in the original game, you're going through this mansion, and mm-hmm. people, like, call out, they're like, yeah, there's this super weird, like, puzzle we have to do to open this door, I'm just trying to get to the lab, I don't know what's up, but in RE2, it's really cool, because it's like, oh, the RPD used to be a museum, like, there used to be this weird place where there were secrets there were all these items and like things hidden because it was a museum and museums have weird vibes you know Mm -hmm. and then it retroactively turned into a police station which i think is really cool it is very cool the the man like i'm i was letting you this uh i was letting you know this as well before even before wow i cannot talk to that before we even started recording uh as i like i'm super glad that i got to go in with very little spoiled for me and mm. pretty much honestly nothing spoiled but, like i didn't know anything about re2 thank god i know about mr x like i knew he was a you know he was a thing in the game but yes. the like once you get like into the five six hour range like you definitely go into a lot of cool unique environments that are like man this is really cool like it started off me just finding medallions in this police station and I'm doing other stuff that I don't want to spoil for people, but mm-hmm. uh, it is a very, very, very cool game. I loved it a lot. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. It was great. Between, excuse me, between the original and playing through, I would say, half of RE2 at this point, I consider myself an RE fan, and I definitely want to see more of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've talked about this briefly before, but you're in on RE3 now, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, we're definitely gonna do it and you're planning on playing claire's campaign too yeah 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 i think i think in the same vein as you i think i'm gonna give it a week you know just let me just mellow on the story of leon you know mm-hmm. and his whole thing because i can't wait to see how like the the little bits that you see of claire after the beginning 
portion of the game. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how it all puzzles together, you know? And, like, yeah. uh, certain people that, oh, like, you were kind of absent at this part. Are they in Claire's part, you know, during the parts where, you know, they're absent in mm-hmm. Leon's story? You know, I just, yeah. I will I can't say, wait for that. I can't wait. One of the complaints I've heard about RE2 is that there's, like, a fair amount of crossover between okay. what you're doing as Claire and what you do as Leon in each campaign. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's kind of like an alternate what-if at times so like there is different puzzles there's different pathways you can go through as claire but like you still rush into the police station you find marvin he helps you get your bearing oh oh and then like like, yeah but like Uh, her her the stuff she does like there's specific keys to doors i didn't know i don't know if you remember this there's certain doors leon couldn't go into i never got the heart key I was waiting yeah. for it. I never that's, got the heart key. That's only Claire. I see. I was and, looking for it. I was like... Mm-hmm. And you know how there's a certain point where, like, Leon gets to go somewhere? That's, yes. like, maybe the middle place in the game? Uh-huh. Claire has a you. different middle place. Okay. Okay. So, like, I the see. RPD stuff is kind of similar, just to, like, set the expectation. Is it, like, kind of like, hey, they're both in the playstation at the same time but they're no um, no it's west more side like east side or it's more like if you did leon it's like okay so claire didn't make it into the station then she's roaming around outside doing her own thing but if you play claire it's like okay leon didn't make it and he's do- catching gotcha. his stuff on the outside i see gotcha and i then, thought i thought it was gonna be like yo there's a whole different side yeah like yeah okay no i see i, I think it might have been that way in the original on the ps1 mm-hmm. and then that's why it got some uh complaints for the remake but i see um i'm excited still oh yeah definitely 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 i'm gonna definitely get i'm gonna definitely just give it a week though can i just yeah. play some other stuff absolutely i'll pl- i'll probably start up claire's the same time you do so we can like have that going for a couple episodes yeah i'm down but, i'm down um for my play sessions this week mostly division two with some friends doing co-op through that Really which enjoying honestly, it. Which honestly, I love to hear. You were yeah. you you uh sent me this screenshot of you having a sixteen hour game time. Yeah. On your clock, and so I don't even know how I conjured up this time to mm-hmm. play this game. But I I thoroughly enjoyed that sentiment. I I yeah. truly did. Was like oh, you you love to see that. You'd I love think to see it. I just realized that. I still have the opportunity to sacrifice sleep at times. So I think I just did that. <laughs> yeah. Cause honestly, man, like I was thinking about this before we were started recording today on uh, my way back here. I kind of just like miss just playing a game, mm-hmm. you know, like for uh, no real reason, like Thank not you. for content, not for uh, having impressions or things to talk about, but just like playing a game. And Division's, like, scratching that. Mm, I see. You know? I see what you mean. Yeah. I, I definitely see what you mean. Do you do you have, like, a particular, like, aspect of the game that kind of caught you out guard that you you really enjoy about Division 2? I mean, I'm surprised how much I'm digging combat. Dude, the combat's fun. The combat's yeah. really fun. Like, I really, fun. I really enjoy the cover system, which mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't see coming. I thought I wasn't going to use it much and i thought i wasn't going to enjoy it using it 
but using it to an advantage and like finding the right time to like rush forward is really engaging and fun in a way that I think other cover shooters aren't. Yeah. Like, like you're, you've played through two Uncharted games recently. You're playing through it, your second one. Indeed. I'm still in the middle of second one. I still got to find a time mm-hmm. to stream that too, but yep, I am. In Uncharted, you're never really like waiting to move between cover. Like occasionally maybe there's a guy with a shotgun, so you can't, you can't be like running to your next piece of cover. Uh-huh. But like you're pretty, you're pretty flexible. Like you can move when you want want to move. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Like like the cover aspect of the shooting mechanics of Uncharted is not like the focal point. In multiplayer, it's a little bit different. But yeah, in the main story, it's it's definitely not. Like you don't need to cover mm-hmm. as much as you would in like Division Two. Yeah, and I think like in most other quote unquote cover shooters like Uncharted or Gears, you really have the flexibility to be running around a lot. Mm-hmm. but here it's like i genuinely feel like you know how in movies they're like okay cover me and then like that's their opportunity to run yeah that's like i gotta wait like i if i want to move cover and there's a lot of people in this room i have to like call my drone up to lay like suppressing fire or have one of my friends like cover me and it's cool to have that feeling so i really enjoy combat a lot obviously like leveling up is really consistently good uh, mm. It comes at a good pace. I feel like I'm swapping out gear for gear I like pretty frequently. Yeah. So I think it's just a really strong balance for one of those games, you know? It's a It was a really, really good game. But is it is it scratching that itch that Ghost Recon left you kind of wanting? Because um, that's what I was kind of just going to guess what you would get out of it. But mm-hmm. Yes and no. Like, okay. it's giving me... The, like, really solid, like, high 7, low 8 out of 10 B-movie military action fair that I like in Wildlands. But mm-hmm. it's sort of getting me the same way, like, Destiny can get me. And I think it's just because it is a looter shooter. Right. Um, so there is that difference. But, like, as far as the tactics behind moment-to-moment combat and the abilities and stuff, it is going towards that Ghost Recon thing for me. Beautiful. And with you talking about it so much, I'm also re-downloading Division Two. Can I just we gotta squat up? Get back? Oh, absolutely! I got to get back into it a little bit, especially for the DLC. Here's so. the one thing. What's up? None of my friends want to do the Dark Zone. Will you do the Dark Zone with me? I'm down. I'm okay. down. I I da- I ever so slightly dabbled in it. Mm-hmm. Ever so slightly, and I was like, eh, you know, like I'm good. You know, but I just like the stakes of I'm PvP. Down. And, like, I oh, like yeah. the stakes of the Dark Zone. I like the aspect of, like, you know, you can either get all this loot or lose all of it. Like, yeah. you you got to really coordinate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool. It's like a big, nice dice roll, you know? It's, like, very, very, very much like that. Mm-hmm. So the stakes are definitely higher. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'll play it. I'm down. Awesome. All right. And one last thing on Division. We did touch on this briefly last week, but just seeing the environments um, crafted uh, to make like legit levels out of them, but mm. staying faithful, I guess, to like the authenticity of feeling like a real city, I really appreciate. Um, we were sort of discussing some of the really cool places you go to for missions. Um, not really any spoilers, but there's a really cool opportunity for you to go to like the Air and Space Museum, mm-hmm. um, American History Museum, I think was another one. Um, 
It's really was cool. The, was the American history one where uh, you would go through like Vietnam, like like that yes. era? I'm like, oh, so cool. Yeah. There's so many cool stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Really dope. creative with how realistic they're trying to be with portraying that area. So I, I think that's very fun. And I hope it continues on with future divisions. Like, that's also, like, a thing, too. Like, where would you like to see, like, you know, another division take place? I'd like to see, like, L.A., you know? I know we've gotten a really good grasp mm-hmm. of that with, like, GTA Five, but I would you like know, to, you know, explore other stuff. But go ahead. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Just because we've done, at this point, two East Coast cities with division, um, I'd really – I was talking to a friend about this. I would really like Ubisoft to get a second chance at Boston. Mm. because Boston, I think, is it would be a cool middle ground between what you get with D.C. and what you get with New York. Yeah. Also, um, Boston is not a grid-based city, like for uh, however city landscaping goes. <laughs> it's Which, a mess. Yeah. So Ugh, that man. could be fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But. Unlike my city, Phoenix, is it, it, it's a big grid. Where's Just the a, cover? Just a giant, giant grid here in Arizona, you know. So. Yeah. Um, but speaking of creativity, mm. you uh, run a very notable dreams podcast. I did. I do. I do. And now you're playing dreams. I did. Yes, I did. Live. Uh, I did. Um, the Media Molecule Story Mode, which is Art's Dream, it's a possessive, like the mm-hmm. character is Art, Art's Dream, uh, mm-hmm. by Media Molecule, and I haven't jumped into any user stuff. I am anxious to. That might happen tonight, might happen tomorrow, but I'm definitely, definitely, definitely by next next games cast, I will be uh fully fleshed out in all of the uh user stuff that people mm-hmm. have, that people have been making, and I added some to my like favorites because they have like a tab where you can kind of like pin certain stuff. Mm-hmm. I added like a Dead Space one. That seemed nice. pretty cool. A bunch of different things. Uh, but I primarily played through Art's Dream. Uh, it, I did the full playthrough on PlayStation Source if you want to check it out. Oh, you but finished it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like two and a half hours long. It's a okay. really short. Yeah, so think of it like a Live of Strange episode. That's pretty nice. much the length you're looking at. Yeah. Um, it was great. It was very impressive. Very, very cool. And like I've I've seen a ton of levels in dreams, you know, doing the podcast and um just seeing them um, you know, go viral on Twitter and stuff like that and what they've released and trailers and everything. But Art's Dream is great. Art's Dream is a really, really nice, like two and a half hour experience that, you know, I think has a lot of really cool tones and different themes that I think anyone can relate to, but especially those that make content you know, those are in the creative-esque type of uh, landscape of artwork and stuff like that. Definitely, definitely has a lot of themes like that. But it's a very, very good one. It's very, very good. And it's really cool because Art's Dream kind of also um, showcases a lot of different genres that you can make in Dreams. Eventually, mm-hmm. there's, like a, there's like a side-scroller 2D type of shooter you know, you got your third person 3D platforming there as well. Like, there's a ton of really, really cool. And there's even, uh, you know, some elements of like episodic narrative games where they have dialogue choices at at some points in the game and stuff like that. It's it's really really neat. It's a really really cool way of like kind of being like the appetizer sampler of like what 
you can make in dreams overall. It was very impressive. I liked it a lot. Very That's super cool. cool. Very, very neat. I highly recommend it. Uh, I have a question for you about it. Absolutely. But I need to take 10 seconds because uh, my tapestry just fell. Tapestry. And that is the back you? of the shot. I know. I'm sorry. Hey, I mean, I will I will fill these 10 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Um, hmm. I will say that, you know, playing through Arts Dream, I definitely am a little bit more interested in creating something in Dreams. I don't know the scope of it. I don't know how big it would be. I don't know what it would be. But I, I, I'm definitely feeling a little bit inspired to make something. You know, what whatever it may end up being in the future. But I, I definitely at least want to try it because I feel like I can't like you know write any review or make any review without at least trying the tools to make something. Whether it be just like a simple like sculpting of like a character model or 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 do a do some music or whatever like. I definitely want to at least try to create something in dreams. Yeah. So that makes me wonder, this isn't the question I had, but okay. Um, did you mess with the tutorials at all? Cause as Not someone yet. who owns dreams from early access, I did uh-huh. at least how they originally existed. I don't know how much they've changed. I did watch, um, uh, I'd say like a third of the tutorials. Most of them were for sculpting and like modeling, right. not necessarily for like logic. But it seemed really easy to understand from my perspective. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the question I did want to ask, now that I know the answer to that one, um, for Art's Dream, is it right. like, oh, is it like a bunch of different vignettes? Are you like dream hopping, or is it like a continuous story sort of thing? It's one cohesive story. If you want, I can tell you like the complete non-spoiler just setup of what the story is, if you'd like. Sure, because in my head, I'm picturing it's like that episode of SpongeBob where he hops in all of his friends' dreams. Yeah, yeah. Even though that would be cool, but not necessarily what it is. So essentially what's what's going on is you play as Art, and Art is in the band. And eventually, uh, you know, there comes a night where they're doing a big live performance, and it means a lot to the band. It's a it's going to be like a show that could propel their careers, you know? Mm-hmm. And Art gets kind of not like stage fright but has doubt in himself so he like gets in a fight with the band and he just heads off and ditches the band on the night that that they have to do this that they have to they have to uh perform at this at this venue you know Mm -hmm. so it's all about like how art comes back from that and how he deals with that doubt and uh it ties in like you like he's he's coping with it through going uh into his past dreams like it, like his past essentially that cool. manifests as dreams and so he uses that to overcome his doubt and stuff like that and like deal with it it's it's it, it's a really endearing story like it's like a it's like not something that is going to like narratively like completely like divert your expectations or whatever but i thought it was a super super well done story yeah, it's it sounds charming, and yeah, like Media definitely. Molecule has that charm to it, and I do think with Dreams, like the art style, just lends to that, you know, because it is sort of like storybook esque at mm-hmm. times. Yep, I agree. Um, I agree. But yeah, I I really think Dreams is an awesome thing. I haven't had a chance to hop into it yet since the full release, uh, even though it's just sitting on that PS4 bar. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm really excited to see what this creation brings over the next two, five years. Yeah, I you mean, know? with uh, Yoshida, he's, he says 10 years. Yeah, I and I, we'll I totally see that. Like, I, I think... I think my biggest question about, like, how Dreams is going to go down in history is, like, publishing. Mm. That's my question. Like, if somebody creates a game in this engine, will they be able to, like, export it, like, publish it, sell it maybe? I don't know. No, they've they've confirmed that they're working on ways that your levels in Dreams can be Mm. exported to, like, Unity. Well, I guess you meant something differently, but I guess, like... Yeah, right. Because well, I, mean, I feel like, like if, yeah. Well, I guess a little go, bit different. You're right. Yeah, like going right. beyond existing only in the Dreams PS4 uh, game. I guess you know, like going right. beyond existing only in the search bar of the Dreams interface. Mm, I see you know? what you mean. Right, right, right. Okay. I see. Yeah, like, yeah. In my head, that's the next step for Dreams. So I'm curious to see when or how that gets done. I really hope it does. I think it'd be neat. I do too, and I think uh, I I would hope at least that uh, Sony and PlayStation are happy with the reception it's been getting. So, mm-hmm. indeed. Um, I wouldn't make a segue because it's too perfect. But you wouldn't. I don't think you'd appreciate it because you have no reference for this. Give it to me, man. I'll, I'll figure um, it out. <laughs> We're talking about dreams. Mm. The hunter's dream okay. is a realm that exists in Bloodborne. Okay. Oh wait, it, isn't that like the like not not it's like your chill safe zone? Uh, I was gonna say chill zone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's where you level up. Mm. Um, I hopped back into Bloodborne this week because I'm game hopping lately, as you can really? tell from the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, different game every week. Um, but yeah, I hop back into Bloodborne. It's, um, if anyone listening to this show followed Cross Circle on PlayStation Source, they may know I'm a big fan of From Software games, despite having not beaten any of them and thinking I'm not good at them. (laughs) (laughs) But Blood... I thought you didn't beat any of them. No, yeah, I've never beaten them. I've played a fair amount of Sekiro and Bloodborne. Mm. But I have yet to beat a FromSoft game. I see. I see. Um, going back to Bloodborne has been fun because uh, last time I played it was a while ago and then I booted it up just because I was feeling it, you know? Like, it came out around this time when it did in 2015. So I was like, I'll give it another shot. I'll just hop back in because I love that world. And immediately died like as i was loading in i was dead really there was nothing i could do like my huh. save was me dying it was just botched yeah it was just like an awkward awkward place that saved damn and i looked i had no idea where i was i looked up in the corner i had eighty thousand souls to level up with i lost all of those wow and i was like okay fresh start let's go <laughs> <laughs> and i think I think I started two days ago as of this recording, and since then I have gotten through two bosses, and I'm currently in a third. And according to my friend, 
who I've been talking to through this playthrough, mm-hmm. I'm real close to the ending. Really? Yeah. Already? Well, I I left off maybe like a quarter of the way through, maybe close to two thirds. Oh, I thought well you meant by like restart. I thought you meant like from oh. the beginning of the game. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I meant like trying to get those souls back. Ah, and, like, okay. Progression. I see. Okay. I follow you now. Okay, I see. But, I see. I see. Yeah, it's just been a good time. Like I'm I got through two bosses. They were a little difficult. The one I'm on now is called The One Reborn. The it One is, Reborn. It's probably like maybe like a f- 30 to 40 foot tall thing made of a bunch of corpses that and, that that does not sound at all yeah. enticing wow. and it looks like a centipede huh. and it can like spit poison and stuff it's tough huh. just love that I, world wanted to shout it out i i really want to have bloodborne click with me you know it's so good it's so good you know i don't know what it is I think I'm just a broken soul. One, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, soul. Um, <laughs> I think, like, it didn't click with me until I sort of, like, understood um, parrying. Okay. Because you can parry in this game. It's just not set to a button, um, like in Sekiro or Fallen Order. Um, the way you parry is, it is a little, like, you got to be good on the timing, but... Um, in Bloodborne, they give you a gun. Like, you have a pistol as a weapon. Right. And it doesn't do much damage, but you're meant to shoot the pistol at an enemy as they're, like, starting their attack animation. Then they get staggered, and then you can, like, insta-kill them. Oh, so that's a parrying. Yeah. So if you can nail that, you're going to have a real, like, solid easy time going through a lot of the environments here you may have just fixed my brain my soul (laughs) huh yeah that's a viable piece of information yeah and like as much as i love that game and the way they tell that story because they don't really tell it directly it's a lot of in-world storytelling right um they don't give you much information on parrying or how to build a character so I would recommend if you want to give Bloodborne another shot, look up a not a guide, but like what should I put my stats into? Uh, which weapons should I use? And then in the early stages try to like master the parrying stuff. Would you believe me if I told you that I have watched an hour long <laughs> Bloodborne guide for beginners <laughs> before I started my latest attempt at Bloodborne? And I uh, would to no avail to yeah. no avail so. honestly though like i think the thing that keeps me coming back outside of like enjoying the gameplay despite it being a real challenge is um just the environment like the world the atmosphere the weird like cthulhu cosmic horror stuff it's like really really creepy but i'm way into it there definitely was a vibe to it like i remember it's definitely early on in the game uh, I heard like some, like I heard some voices inside of one of the buildings, so I went up to it and I was given a prompt to like I think it was X to like knock on the door or do something like that, and they wouldn't let me in because mm-hmm. I was who I was, and I was like, yeah. well, it's quite upsetting. 
because um, I don't want to be out here, quite frankly. But it's yeah. it's crazy too, because like, it, I guess if you were a fan of like Lovecraft or Cthulhu stuff going into this game, you'd have the expectation of like, oh, Victorian era stuff is gonna have cosmic horror. But I didn't know much about Lovecraft or the stuff that inspired Bloodborne going into it. Right. Right. But like. There's aliens in this game. Wait, for real? Yes. Like weird Wait. space alien, like I, horror demon aliens. Man, I thought we were on the realm of like you know, werewolves and like you know, like yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I thought we were at. But huh. like the first third of this game is mostly just those enemies rinse and repeated. But there's a point where it's like, oh, mind flayers and Squidward-looking jellyfish guys damn yeah so i don't know if you needed that too to inspire you to check it out again but it surprised me i feel like okay if we're gonna do a bloodborne part four attempt it's it's i'll 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 give it to you in the summer all right let's just let's just sit on that okay i'm trying to remember all right the parry is the pistol or some sort of weapon shot and then just go from there because honestly that's a good start that's that's a really good valuable piece of info that i was not aware of until today so Mm. did you look at that well kevin do you know what else we were unaware of until today what were we unaware of until today good sir a lot of info about animal crossing new horizons Mm. indeed by the time you're listening to the show or watching it um regardless of when there is a live reaction to the full animal crossing new horizons direct that kevin and i did this morning bright and early in the morning bright, yes very early bright and early in the fresh day. out of bed did not even comb my hair just threw a beanie on it's one of those I, days i was trying to make coffee and i was like you know what we're gonna do it without coffee we're just gonna roll with it so and it went well it yeah went well I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed what we saw. Um, having a few about a little over twelve hours or a little under twelve hours since we watched it, uh, has anything stuck with you since then? Uh, mind being changed at all on things? For for me, I think what what definitely keeps sticking up is uh, eventually getting that construction permit that was talked about in the uh, direct to be able to kind of terraform and change the map on the physical basis as opposed to just like adding stuff on top of the the uh existing map you know mm-hmm. i think it's gonna be and like i think people are gonna really double down and like make some like classic like starting room type maps or something like that you know or like maps that you know that we're familiar with in games you know like to a degree yeah. like mm-hmm. well, i feel like yeah with the ability also to like move shops and like dictate where 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 shops are as well you know, mm-hmm. I think it. I think it could be really cool. How long do we have to wait after this game comes out for someone to have made Nuke Town? That's what. I, why was I just about to say that? <laughs> I was like, someone's gonna make a Nuke Town, re- dude. That's so. I want to try Firing Rage. I, I think. Mean, okay. I think. I think Firing Rage could be a really, really, really good one to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm that. on the same page as you, though. Like, just all the options they have in this one. Yeah. Uh, it's really exciting to see also as someone who really enjoys how pure 
Animal Crossing can be as an experience of like, I'm not doing a thing other than weeding this grass and shaking trees. It's so and relaxing, I can still do that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the mo- it's the epitome, the definition of like, just lay back and chill game. I think I would be more relaxed playing Animal Crossing than I would be if I was just laying down sipping tea. I'm I'm gonna have to quite frankly agree, sir. Like I I can't wait. I can't wait to just absolutely just chill mm-hmm. and just tend to my tend to my weeds in my yard. You know. Uh, you did tell me this morning that you thought of a town name already. I did. I would like to share it. I, I, I'm glad you reminded me because I was not gonna mention it at all, and because I totally forgot about it. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim. So you know, as you know, the theme is deserted island you know we're we're on island in this game and mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna name my island vita island very nice I'm you gotta be it. careful though because there's a chance they refer to it as vita island island oh shit you know wait i had that thought with pokemon i forgot <laughs> remember when i was naming something and i thought yeah oh, what, in your uh, what was your playthrough oh. of mystery dungeon it was a joy joy clicks team team. I was afraid they were gonna add the team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can you change the name? You think? I'm sure you could change the name. Uh, wait, actually, I don't know if you could change the name. Maybe. I feel like I feel like they would make you double down on like a name. Crap. Yeah. I'm about to do. Some, yeah. If it's Island Island, I mean, all right, I'm gonna call it Vida Island Island. Like like that is my Island Island. Uh, but we'll. Yeah. Uh, it's we'll a solid see. name we'll though. Shout out to kind of funny. Absolutely. Um, can't wait. I'm still trying to like figure out a name for my island. Not too sure yet. I don't know if I want to like name it after an actual island from like something I like, mm. or call it like Steel Grip Island or something. I don't know. Gotham Island. Gotham Island, maybe. Gotham Island. Gotham Island. We shall see. But we shall. We do have something else coming out that day. Mm. A brand new Switch Lite. We do. We do. I it is called coral, the color. And the best way to describe it, I think, is it's the exact same color as that salmon Star Wars shirt that I wore a few weeks ago on the show. <laughs> so clearly, like, I'm a fan. <laughs> I was like, how is he gonna tie it in this? Because I I couldn't tell you how to describe this. I I really couldn't. Like I was gonna say maybe the. Wasn't there a coral food in Spongebob that was a particular? No, there was <laughs> coral blue number five. That was the lipstick. Because <laughs> I thought that too. When I saw coral, I was like, coral blue number five. And I was like, oh, wait, no, it's not blue. It's pink. Coral blue. I can't make that tweet. Coral blue number five. Oh, man. Shout out to Switch Lite, though. Shout out. Shout out to Switch yeah, Lite. It looks um, great. Yeah, I think it's a really good color. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. And I feel like we we haven't even had like many Joy-Con colors as well. That's like that. So I feel like it's gonna be a very like unique color scheme in the Switch lineup. You know, overall. Yeah. Like I'm. I just looked over at my Switch. I have um, the watermelon combo of Joy-Con. Mm-hmm. So it's right green, left pink. But that pink is like neon pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is definitely more like salmon i guess like i said or like a, a like an orangey pink you know right 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 but Absolutely. i think it looks great 
Mm. I like it too. Looks good. Looks yeah. good. Looks good. Um, and I I've been trying to sell the GF on a Switch because I know she wants one. Mm. And I think I, this may be it. I mean, in between now and March twentieth, is there uh, some sort of anniversary or birthday or? Uh, there is not. Uh, what's a holiday in between? Um, I um, hmm, what we got? I don't have anything to. What's the March holiday? What is it? St. Patrick's Day. That's in March. Wow, that's in March. She's not Irish. I can tell you that. Okay. <laughs> so. But okay. no, yeah, I, she told me she was like, she wanted to get one for Mario Kart and she's traveling over the summer. So she wanted to have something for the plane rides. So I'm like, yeah, you're going to buy a Switch. And she's like, I know I'm going to buy a Switch. Uh, honestly, I mean, I would even push her toward, towards a Switch Lite if she values. No, I think that's the one she wants. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And pink is her favorite color. I sent her this thing and she's like, yeah. Mm. So. Mm. Um, Beautiful. But there is uh, a little bit of crossover in the games that we're both interested in. One of those, though, is not Smash Bros. Mm. We got some Smash news. We do? That was, oh, wait, I'm yeah, sorry. we do. I, we I do. tried. Wait. That was the best segue I could muster from that conversation. Was, oof, wait, I was like, huh? I was like, okay, no. I'm, I, was, I, was, I was hanging off the train as a conductor, but I am back on it. Okay. We're good. All aboard. Uh, Sakurai, the legend, the myth himself, the man responsible for Smash Bros, uh, has recently come out and saying, after the sixth fighter for Fighter Pass 2, no more. Tragedy. There is currently no new Smash game in development in any stage or being planned. It's it's really hard when you have, you know, one of the games in your franchise called Ultimate. Yeah. It's quite hard. I mean, like, Smash Brothers Platinum, could that be above Ultimate, you know? No, because I mean, it's Ultimate. Yeah, Ultimate's a hard, it's a hard one to beat, you know? Like, Smash Brothers Enders of Days, like, I don't know what, what you would call the predecessor. Not predecessor. <laughs> the successor. You know? I think... There's two options here. I think you can, if you want to escalate again, I think you could probably call it like, maybe like steal out Avengers Thunder, call it Endgame, mm, or, Sma- oh my or God, like Smash Bros. The End. <laughs> I like Endgame a lot for a for a Smash Bros. game. Sounds dope. But I think what could be really cool, if they want to take this path, which a lot of people have speculated that this is the direction we're gonna go with a future Smash game call it like super smash brothers rebirth Ooh. we cut down this roster we make some cuts damn but that's that, a ways away hopefully what were you gonna say though i was say maybe cut down on some of them uh, fire emblem characters but <laughs> i i digress um well we can talk about characters a little bit because i wanted to bring this up because this may be the last smash game we get for at least a long time i'm yeah. on record on this show saying i don't think we're gonna get another one for like 10 years yeah it seems uh, like it it seems yeah like it. especially with like nintendo coming out and saying that like the switch is going to be longer of a life cycle than most consoles you know 
Mm-hmm. And the last two generations, so like PS3, 360, PS4, and one, were about like seven to eight. Yeah, yeah. This one, PS4, Xbox One is going to be seven years. Mm-hmm. Before that, I think it was like nine, right? For the PS3, yeah, it was a while. It was a long time, yeah, because of recession, of course. But mm-hmm. so, I want to talk to you because Let's if this it. is truly the last batch of fighters for smash who would you want to see the most even though i've never played a kingdom hearts game i really really want to see sora like i really do we have talked about a lot off the podcast on the podcast but i just want to see the hype the absolute hype because if because i think we have talked about this either on the show or off i forgot but i feel like the only person well, no, I'm pretty sure that there's probably more. There's but like, two. What's Sora's one of them. Uh, I forget the other one. We'll we'll probably mention it, but we will. I feel like nothing can live up to the the hype that was Joker at Game Awards than Sora. You know, like mm-hmm. Sora would, everyone would blow up, dude. Yeah, that'd be so cool. I, yeah, I think the reason what you said about Joker, the reason it worked. Is because nobody saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. Like, we realized it was Persona, and then it was like, oh, Persona on Switch, maybe? Right. And then you get the reveal of Smash. It's like, what? It's so cool. I, was, I think... That was such a cool night. Yeah, dope. you'll never see it coming, just like yeah. the song. Um, <laughs> I, I think what you're saying about Sora is correct, because, like, announcement-wise, at least... God knows how many Kingdom Hearts games there are. That's true. There is a lot. I'm God. I know. There's like nine or ten. Um, <laughs> and like, I guess I'll bring this up now. We got our first look at the Xehanort uh, Dark Road mobile game. It looks exactly like the other mobile game. So, big whoop there. But regardless. <laughs> Tragic. Tragic. There's so many Kingdom Hearts games. And like, Sora is like iconic to that series where... We could be. I could totally see. We're watching a Nintendo Direct. Video starts up. It's Sora. It's like, oh, cool. Kingdom Hearts spinoff, maybe the 18th spinoff in the series. Oh my god! And then we get surprise. The... Mario shows up and punches him in the face. And then we get the Smash logo somewhere, like hidden, and I'm like, oh shit, dude, that would be cool. Yeah, I, like I think I want. You could so definitely bad. do the reveal like in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm meaning. So. Absolutely, absolutely. What was your other person that you you think it you think it Break rise up to the hype? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rise up to the hype. Master Chief, baby. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I mean, I just think that I just I don't know. Like, do you I, think I, it's expected? Oh, absolutely. I mean, no, I don't think it's like I don't think it's expected. And like, and like, I think it would get the like holy crap value actually. Hundred percent. Yeah. No. You're right. You're right. You're right. I just, I just like think in my head. I think like a bigger reaction would be out of Sora, but no. I mean, it's Master Chief in a Smash game. Hmm. That's big. Yeah. Never mind. That is big. You could have the energy sword and and the, yeah, like he doesn't need to use a gun, and Joker uses a gun, so like Chief could whip out a pistol. Absolutely. Two hit headshot. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, so I, I think it's safe to say that like two, those two, I think are going to be big contenders for like every direct coming up. Mm -hmm. Like, I think those two are going to be consistent names, but with the four remaining slots of this fighter pass, Hmm. I want to do, we bounce back and forth these four. Okay. You don't have to justify it at all, but who do you want to be? Only thing is. They have to be originally from a video game, so no Goku, sadly. Okay. Okay. Or Deku. Oh. For your case. I would cry. I would open mouth cry, dude. <laughs> open mouth cry. Um, it ends with Detroit Smash as the thing. Do- uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> who do you want? Uh, uh, I want Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I really do. I think I think that could work so easily. I think yeah, I would... think I think that could work. E- you know what? Even give me either Crash or Spyro, I would kind of want to see Crash a little bit more. But I think Crash would be the one. Yeah, definitely, definitely Crash. I would, yeah. I would, I would definitely like that. I would, I would much, much enjoy that. Um, hmm. mm-hmm. I'm gonna say for the next one. We know Sora is my number one guy. Absolutely. I want Sora in there, Absolutely. but I think for the sake of like just all of the YouTube videos, I remember of like oh the leaked roster for the next Smash game back in like two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. We need Shadow the Hedgehog in Smash. Wait, Shadow's not in. No, I think he's an assist trophy, but that's it. Wait for real? Yeah. I thought Shadow was in. Huh. I he's not, and he could be a perfect echo, just like Ken is for Ryu. Yeah. Huh. Get Shadow in there. What's wrong Give with Shadow? Give him a Give him a gun. Give him a gun. <laughs> we need more guns in Smash. <laughs> Give him a gun. <laughs> uh. Oh man, I'm trying to. Okay, I, you know, hmm. Part of me wants to see like something from like the indie crowd. I mean, granted, I believe there's Shovel Knight stuff in Smash, right? Or am I tripping? There's an assist trophy for Shovel Knight, yeah. That's what it is, yeah. Um, I would like to see something from, like, The Messenger or Celeste, even. I think okay. I think Celeste having her, uh, her like, normal side and her, the, her like, sad side, if you will, mm-hmm. I think that could play into her moveset. I think it would be really cool. And there's, like, enough, like, uh, unique iconography and, like, symbols in Celeste yeah. that I think could be really cool. You know? I think... You could have a really cool move set too. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And like the uh, sound effects are very distinct in Celeste too. Like I think it could be good. I know it probably wouldn't be like the most wow thing, but mm-hmm. I think it would be wow for like obviously the fans of Celeste. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. I think you'd have a really unique move set too for attacks because like yeah. so much of Celeste is about your mobility and like velocity, right? Yeah, it's all about momentum. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's how you take off. Yeah, it's doing things at the right time. Yeah, so I think it could be really cool from that standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it might I be, like, like kind of straightforward, like how Kirby is, of just, like, he just can go anywhere. Right. But that would be cool. Damn, I want to um, see that a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that. And mm-hmm. I think for the final, because we're, we're at six now. This is number six, the one we're about to drop. Oh, I I just have a few, but go ahead. Okay, we can rattle off some after. Okay. But these are the ones that are like, with our God speak, these are getting in. Um, 
I'm going to say, I'm going to go Nintendo, because I think we need to have one Nintendo character. Right, yeah, yeah. And there's just so many. I'm not picking Waluigi. I'm not doing that. Oh, oh, okay, you're not. No. I don't, when he stars in a game that's not a sports game or Mario Kart, then he can be in a Smash, but not him. Damn, the Waluigi slander here is wild. Wario's got like nine games, dude. Is Wario he earned Smash? it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought he, he earned was. it. Absolutely. I guess you're right. Waluigi's coasting off of Wario. Damn. He's got to do work. Shots fired. Shots um, fired. You know, I will say my my brain is going towards Zelda. Okay. Characters. Okay. And I think. This is one I've wanted. I don't think I, it's a popular choice, and I haven't seen it brought up a lot, but Cass from Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, Cass is a bard that travels around the world, and he plays his accordion, and it, he's a beautiful character. He's a nice bird, and I think that would be a great Smash character because he... nobody uses music in Smash, as far as I know, for attacks. I don't believe so. I can't recall. I can't recall. Maybe. Did you ever reach Cass in your Breath of the Wild time? He wasn't the old man, right? No, Cass is... If you saw him, you would recognize him. He's okay. a bird. A, like He has blue feathers. He's a bird. He has like a sash on. And he has an accordion. He's usually standing on like peaks oh. in the world. Oh, wait. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. No, yeah, I, and have, it, I have seen him. I if didn't, you I, talk to him... Yeah. Well, go ahead. I didn't see him in game, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. one of the Switch icons you can pick for an avatar. Gotcha. And like gotcha. you talk to him, he gives you a hint, and he ha- he plays the like the main Breath of the Wild theme on his accordion and gives you the hint to it. Nice. So, nice. Could be cool. Nice. But the possibilities are endless. So you did mention you have some others in mind. So rattle those off. Just two. I think Minecraft Steve could be mm. interesting, and I think some representation of Fortnite. one of like the maybe like the default <sighs> skins i think could be interesting jonesy yeah 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 like i think i think having some default Fortnite character you know yeah could be interesting I i'm don't not know if i'd like it but it's a lot of guns and like there's not really a lot of melee combat well i guess the pickaxe you got the pickaxe so i guess yeah but and like how would you how'd it look i don't know that one's a pretty wild one but i think Minecraft Steve could be interesting. You know, at this point, I think Steve is a a lock, but I think it's going to end up being one of the me costumes. Mm. Rather than, like, its its own character. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be, like, the me sword fighter. You get a diamond sword, and then you get, like, the blocky outfit. I was shocked we got, like, Assassin's Creed costumes. So, I mean, if, like, that could happen, then I guess, crap. I mean. It's crazy that it was Altair, too. Not yeah. even one of the cool ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that wraps it for Smash. Smash, Smash. So, Smash, um, Smash. time to switch gears because it's Arkham Watch time. I appreciate that you came up with a theme for Arkham Watch and then you just you hit it every week. I got you. I got it. I got it. it it's a good touch. <laughs> I got to do it. <laughs> it makes the segment what it is. <laughs> So this week, on Arkham Watch, WB Montreal still refuses to talk about their Batman game. As per usual. As per usual. But. Cowards. 
we do have a patent that came out mm. for new controllers for PlayStation VR. We did. We did. We did. I personally would like to see it. I know it's a patent. <laughs> I Guess. would actually like to see it. Yeah, I would I, I would like to see it. <laughs> Cuz um, it Yeah. It, it is wild that they dropped PSVR in what 2016? October 2016, I believe. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And and it to this day still uses the move ons from like 2000 what? 7, 8, like 2009. 2009, like it's like old tech and it's like we're man, using, I'm shocked we're, we're still using that, you know. We're using like affordable but still like cutting edge VR technology in a headset and then waving around sticks from 2009. It's really it's really weird. weird. It is weird. It is weird. It's very, it, and like it's, it's a not, choice. It, it's like not even that like it even got like some sort of like cosmetic uh, revamp or re-release or like, hey, like no. you know, we're gonna update. No, it's literally the same one. I don't get it. It's weird. I have always thought it was weird. It's one of my least favorite things about PSVR. Yeah, and I really like PSVR, but I never bought the wands because a new pair. I don't like buying pre-owned controllers. A new pair, hundred bucks. And. I don't know because I've I haven't you know gone out and tried to buy a brand new set, but apparently uh, they're pretty hard to come by. Brand yeah. new. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, I never saw them in stores. If I wanted them, I would have had to order it online. Yeah, I mean, if we're going off that, I haven't seen one in the wild for years. Like it's been a I, while. I think I think it hasn't been since high school, and I graduated college already. Like yeah. it's it's been a while. Yeah. You know? Um, plus like the fact that it's old tech and it's just using the camera to track the light. Like if you're in a well-lit room, it may be spotty with the hand tracking. Like it's just not great. Yeah. yeah. Um, the headset too, but to a lesser extent, cause there is like a gyroscope in there that aids in tracking mm-hmm. at times, I think. But the patent that did come out for these new controllers does feature finger tracking, like the valve index, which is, uh, being used or half-life alex is being used to promote the valve index and its finger tracking nice. uh individual digit um thing controller where it's like if you pull your finger for a trigger motion in game it's pulling that trigger the, okay because i was wondering like i, I was going to ask you too because like i i'm not familiar that much with like vr controllers you know what i'm saying like i i have very little time in like my time with interfacing with vr tech you know mm. so i did want to ask like how does the finger tracking work but you, you answered my question okay it's like as far as i know it's like they look kind of like brass knuckles but like the reverse of them and then you're like just clicking the buttons with your fingers and it's like hmm. kind of like that interesting i think okay okay i see um and there is there's like haptics in it and stuff like that to make it immersive and stuff but right um I guess there were two questions I had from this. I think because we are coming from different perspectives, not only within PlayStation, but in relation to PSVR, Yeah. where I got in late, but I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think the biggest thing I want to see from a PSVR 2 would be new controllers. That's like the number one thing. I see. Then it would be wireless or get it down to one wire. If we can do one wire, I'm down. But definitely less wires, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, even if it's just, like, even if there's still that weird extra box for the power, but it's just one wire connecting that to the headset and then that to the PS4, cool with that. Absolutely, absolutely. Because, correct me, what is there, like, is there four wires? Is there more? There's two HDMI cables, there's an in, there's an out, there's a power source for the box, there's two cables that turn into one cable that go into the headset on the other side of the box holy crap and then there's a usb thing that you have to take up one of the slots in the front of the ps4 with that's also being plugged in damn entirely too much entirely too (laughs) entirely too much so that leads me to my next question for you kevin Mm -hmm. what do you think you need to be sold on a new psvr like to buy in on psvr come ps5 time what do you want out of it to get in so my knee-jerk reaction is uh definitely of course the wires like we 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 gotta cut that down as much as we can if we can go wireless i doubt we'll go wireless by psvr 2 i think maybe psvr 3 we could be looking at wireless but if we can achieve it on psvr 2 that's actually a day one cop potentially you know Mm -hmm. um but i will take one or two wires i just don't want eight you know <laughs> like, like i'm good yeah. you know i don't want to be like spinning in like some multiplayer game and like choke myself out you know that'd be that'd be quite upsetting mm-hmm. um but when like your talk of the controller it definitely that one i guess kind of too because like for me like the like my mindset of like buying psvr it would be in like stages you know like oh cool like i'll get the headset you know and then I already have the camera, but if I didn't have the camera, I'd probably, you know, try and get that. Or I think the, I think that comes bundled in with the headset, right? So you, my headset didn't come with the camera. I had to get it separate. And do you need it to work with the headset or do you just need it for the move ones? As it stands, yes, because the headset does have light bars on it, like the DualShock. Right. And right. they use – I think I was wrong about the gyroscope. I think it's just tracked – through the light bars on the headset yeah i mean like the like the way psvr sold right now like it kind of reminds me of like um what's an example like when um i can't think of a good example but when a product oh like with the ps vita you know how how it didn't come with a memory card initially and it's like you know kind of kind of screwed me because like you need a memory card to play the Vita or to even use it at that matter or to even like download anything, you know, if you're going, well, yeah, even if you're going physical, cause you need a place to save the data, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, it kind of like, I, like I'm more, I'm very much less inclined to buy a PSVR because there are certain things that I need to buy mm-hmm. that are separate from the initial purchase, you know, to make that work, you know? Yeah, and there are a lot of bundles and stuff. Like, I definitely could have just gotten a bundle that came with a camera. Right. But I saved, like, I think, like, 20 bucks by doing it separately. So I was like, yeah, might as well. I'm in college. 
Yeah. But, like, I th- I feel like from my perspective, like, for the people that don't own one yet, like you, who is a huge PlayStation fan and would probably enjoy the headset. There, There's a lot of games I want to play on VR. Like, there's a yeah, lot like, of games I want to play. A lot. A lot of them. So, do you think it's not as much as there not being a specific thing in mind for what you want to play versus just the hardware aspect of it because like in my head i i feel like psvr 2 needs to ship with a packed in game that's a killer app Mm. like i think psvr 2 launch day you need astrobot 2 in that thing right i mean just off top of my head like i think it'd be cool if there was some sort of like really really well done i don't know what studio would do this but like a really well done like you know uh like do, do you remember that spider-man experience that they did with the psvr a few years back and he's, and i think it was received it was, pretty poorly but i think it was okay. on the release of yeah spider-man homecoming or, yes. or far from home yeah like what if it was like a cool like infamous type thing sure you know like where you're using the wands with your powers and stuff like that, you know, or like some like killer app. I think th- that could be something. Like if, I mean, because if if there was like a big VR game and like a franchise that that I you know like thoroughly cared about, not just new IP, which of course needs new IP, absolutely, but like the 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 golden abyss of the Vita, if you will, you know, or like the Killzone Mercenary. Like, give me a franchise that like I recognize and I know. You know, Half Life Alex, for example, as well. You know, you you can't see my face right now, but for the last thirty seconds, I've just been electric because what you were just saying made me realize what there needs to be to sell like ten million headsets. Dude, what do you got, man? I what? think it's in the vein of something life like a half like Half Life Alex. I think. Day one of PSVR 2. Sure, I think you need a platformer like Astrobot, and right, I'm sure Ast- it'll be ready. Uh huh. But you know what you need? What do I need, Christian? You need, I don't know how long it's going to be. Maybe it's only like a, the length of a movie because, like, this is this person's thing. Okay. You need a Kojima Productions PSVR 2 exclusive title that is pushing the barrier. Of what it means to be an entertainment experience. You can't see my face, but I literally pressed the mic away from me and had to exhale. I had to, I had to take a deep breath. One might say, um, "Oh my god!" Because we know Kojima's dude. about that, right? Like he's trying to branch out into different mediums. Yeah, and he, you know, he said he wants to do a movie. You know, what I'm saying make a but VR I mean, movie. Make a VR movie, bro. Oh Get my trippy god. with it. Oof. Get PT in this. I can already see like the headlines of like, uh, you know, uh, PSVR user like (laughs) faints while experiencing the Kojima like VR experience. I don't know what he would call it. You know, it's like it's like remember there was that that idea for Silent Hills that came out recently of like, oh, you would get emails from characters in the game. Wait, I don't remember that. Yeah, Kojima did an interview, and he was like, yeah, we had this idea that, like, you would get, like, phone calls and emails from, like, characters in Silent Hills. What the fuck? To, like, really mess with you. So, like, Bro. yeah. Get VR in that. That's insane. So Dang. Dang. Um, 
Also worth shouting out, you brought this up to me before the show, the, uh, Kojima did tweet out a very cool video Very cool. that I'm assuming he edited. God, so cool. Why don't so you describe cool. this to us? It So I haven't seen this film yet. Um, I would I would like to see it eventually. Don't know if you have seen it. I haven't. I've seen but, the trailer, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's 1917. And uh, there is... Uh, I guess the biggest takeaway, uh, you know, is that like the like final shot of like the, I guess the the most mainstream I feel like trailer of 1917 is one of the main characters in the movie like sprinting uh, in like a battlefield war zone type deal, and mm-hmm. then like the like black outlines. How oh, I describe this? Like the the like black outlines of like a cutout of 1917, you know, mm-hmm. zoom out and pan out, and he did that same effect, but it was 2020. For Death Stranding, it was Norman Reedus running in like an open field in a similar vein. Like, yeah, and it looked very similar, and it was so cool. He picked a good place to record it in because he chose an area of the game that has trenches. Yeah, yeah. and other visuals of war. Uh huh. That really paid homage to that 1917 vibe very well. Yeah. I thought it's a cool thing. Yeah, but um, I initially flipped out because I thought he was announcing dlc because that just like coming in 2020 it, it looked like there was a new asset in there am i wrong are you talking about the very first frame of that like like the the like first thing that's showing in that trailer the thing that catches on fire and falls. yeah i'm like what I, is that so i'm like wait a minute i don't remember that i feel like yeah, i would unless, i feel like i was, wasn't looking like when when i read the comments it was like oh yeah you know and like when it visually looked a lot better. I was like, oh, okay, like, this is just for the PC port. Like, this is just a trailer for the PC, you know, and it's supposed to be reflective of 1917 trailer. But that thing, I don't recall that, and I feel like I would remember that, you know? Yeah, like, maybe they just had that asset laying around and they threw it in there to, like, make it clear that it was going for the 1917 thing. Like, um, may- yeah, like, maybe that was, like, a unused asset from the moments in that game when you go into that like wartime state, I don't want to spoil it, but you know, yeah. that like maybe it was a re not use as it from that, but it definitely seemed brand new to me. And I was like, oof. Yeah. I want DLC. I, yeah. I didn't think I wanted it, but I really want it. I would just like some new announcement from Kojima. Yeah. Within the next year. Yeah. 12 months. I agree. But I agree. Uh, when that comes, it may be up in the air because mm. it is time for the point of the show. According to my recording, an hour thirteen in this week. And uh, wait, what? So we're just we're just pushing it back. Oh, wow. Uh, we blew past our record. Mm. Um. Cool yeah. That. So. Uh, the information we're getting from PlayStation, it's hard to say when it will be now because as of this week, they have pulled out of two events. Not one. Two notable events. Two. Yep. Uh, these are PAX East in my home state. Tragic. And GDC. Tragic. Games Developer Game Developers Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, you pointed out that the reasoning for both of these is the same. Yep. It is because 
of fears of the coronavirus, mm-hmm. which we have talked about on this show. I believe it was two weeks ago now. Was it when Taipei got canceled, I think? Or no, we were talking about it when there were rumblings that it could affect next-gen launch. Ah, that's what it was. Right. Because it is going to be affecting Switch sale or Switch stock after Animal Crossing launches. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think either of us blames sony or playstation for making this choice no 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 and like there's also been like a lot of like you know just just like false conjecture on twitter of like oh like this is you know sony uh not having a lot to say so they're just using coronavirus as an excuse i highly disagree and doubt that um Mm -hmm. like i think it's just a matter of hey like they care about their employees and they're just being precautionary you know yeah and i've also seen the opposite of that of people saying like oh coronavirus is just a narrative at least in the u.s right now like it's oh it's not a big deal like there's only a couple cases in the u.s and like people aren't more people have died from the flu this year but like the precaution and the well-being of their employees i think regardless of that if that's the true reason for doing this or not um I'm, like, I'm not mad at them for cancel. I could understand being disappointed if, like, you were planning on going to PAX East to play The Last of Us. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, I wonder, though, if because they're passing on these, if we might get a state of play that they weren't planning on doing yeah, before E3. exactly. Yeah, because, like, I had to assume that there must have been new stuff they would have announced at PAX East at gdc maybe not so maybe at gdc but probably i would have said gdc over pax oh really okay well then yeah i mean like i feel like nonetheless there was definitely gonna be some sort of new news that they wanted to bring in the middle middle of one of these two shows you know Mm -hmm. so now it's like where do those get you know i know there were rumblings like to talk specifically about last of us there was supposed to be a trailer at taipei uh and like now it's like you know where's that going to debut now so so they also uh canceled taipei is what you're saying yeah well not not canceled they just said that it got pushed to like later on in the year like now it's gonna take okay. place in like fall but gotcha. it does i mean you do have a good point of like what's gonna be of these announcements that they were going to announce at these you know at these uh venues that now it's not happening yeah and again like even if they were going to have announcements, you know, they could be really waiting on the mid-year point for PS5. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it is curious, you know, because, like, you have to imagine they definitely probably want to have at least one more push for 7 Remake before that launches. Mm-hmm. You know, like, one more big blowout segment of a state of play or something. Right, right. And then a month after that, you have Last of Us, which, being realistic, I feel like we still don't really know a ton about. We really don't. When you, like, look at all we've seen, we really haven't seen a ton. Like, we've we've seen the game, absolutely. But, you know, and, and we got the main gameplay chunk, E3 2018, and then some uh, gameplay segments uh, from... Was it October of 2019? That was the press event, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that September, October? But fall 2019, 
during that event where they announced the oh, date. Oh, right. That was the press event. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing. But, yeah, you're right. Like, like I feel like there's there's definitely room to show more of Part 2, you know? Yeah. Because, like, we still don't really know what the general direction of the story is. Are we go, do, doing another, like, cross-country trip? Like, what's going on there? Yeah. I there's agree. a lot to talk about there, I think. And plus, it kind of sabotages, like, one of the things that they kind of noted as to why they're stepping down from E3 this year was that they said, hey, like, you know, we're we're focusing on, like, the global, like, market, and we're going to be, like, at a bunch of different smaller events. Right. And they're not at those smaller events now. So it's like, crap. Yeah. And you're, and you're not at E3. So now it's like, oof. Like, bro, like, you're kind of running out. Like, should you second-guess E3? Like, hit her up, hit her, you know? Yes. Yeah, so like, that- hit her with that 1 a.m., like, you up, E3? <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah. like, why I went to State of Play, because, like, that's – they have the freedom to. Like, that's their thing, you know? That's an in-house production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, like, that's the easy answer, you know? It's just not getting your games in the hands of your players. I think it's going to have to be, man. Like, I mean, I could see them doing, like – so, if they wanted to do, like, another, like, you know, even though there won't be, like, a hands-on thing, I don't know the – I don't know – how hard this would be to coordinate but maybe do like another like simultaneous like last of us part two thing where we had the state of play that day that debuted the last of us part two trailer while at the same time they had press at this you know hush hush event to Mm -hmm. uh to you know experience a hands-on which i think that could be a nice way if they can actually put that together in time you know yeah out of curiosity i just looked this up um gdc Mm -hmm. runs from march 16th to march 20th okay so with what you were just saying about maybe a press event or something the fact that they're pulling out of gdc and that's smack dab in the middle of march yeah i'm also wondering about because i haven't really been following this the ps5 event yeah where does that fit in here i mean i did a video this week on playstation source um check it out Yep, shameless plug, shameless plug. But um, own, it, uh, own that plug. Like, someone's gotta do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, they uh, th- uh, wait, hold on. Let me remember his name. Hiroshi Totoki, the chief financial officer, uh, was saying that you know they they like want to keep the you know a a familiar time schedule of announcement of the new console. That we've seen before in the past that's comparable to stuff in the past right okay so i feel like there is like even though we we didn't get it in february i mean granted it's february 20th but i think it's safe to assume that we're not going to get the event in february it's we're over halfway through the month it's not happening right but i wonder how that gets affected too because i would say and like i think i said on the video as well but like i would say that you know I'm I'm leaning towards March now, but after this news, like of them pulling out of GDC as well as PAX East, like mm-hmm. does that happen, or does it happen in an, in just a different way? Like you were saying, like like a, like I say to play, you know? Yeah, because I'm looking at a calendar right now. PAX East is the weekend of February 28th to March 1st. Okay. So they're not doing that anymore. They're not yeah. going there. Yeah. Um. And considering that GDC is the 16th of March to the 20th, mm-hmm. that is about two weeks after the end of PAX East. 
and they still don't want to travel then, I can't imagine they're going to have any traveling between those two events. Yeah, yeah. So that leaves know. the last week of March. And that's not a lot of time. And then the week after that is half March, half April. So, yeah, it's really weird trying to, like, piece all these things together right now. And, like, maybe maybe they are as, like, man, what are we going to do as much as we are? Because, like, these are happening, like, literally this week, you know? So maybe they're, they're maybe drafting some sort of – I mean, I think a lot of positives could come from, I say, the play. You know? I mean, you're not sending any empl- – like, any massive bulk of employees anywhere internationally. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really efficient way to, you know, showcase – what's new in PlayStation as they've done in the past with other Sega plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, oh man. It would be weird know. to like make the console event in a state of play though. I feel that is a hundred percent. Cause like, it seems Maybe, like that's under- the appetizer. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, cause it would be like, man, Hey, like remember that state of play that was the PS5 reveal? Like, I don't know. Like state of plays are cool for like software. I mean, granted we've, we've never seen our hardware state of play reveal. Right and didn't we saw that special edition thing? We count yeah. that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Death Stranding one. Yeah. Oh wow! So two because there was that one and there was the Days of Play one for the recent year. You're right. Like that really boring gunmetal PS4. I yes, think. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> the really boring gunmetal. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a long day. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's not like we've we've never seen hardware be released on like a digital asks have a showcase i mean didn't the switch get revealed like that so the the switch uh was revealed through a trailer in november and then in january they had the stage show where they were like here's what it looks like here's the color version here's all the functions of the controllers gotcha um i'm doing a lot of investigating right now (laughs) look at you um it's like you're ready batman i'm auditioning um so the sony office the PlayStation office is in, in San Mateo, California. Indeed. I'm just wondering how, like, averse they are to travel at the moment. That's why I'm looking this up. Right, right. Um, San Mateo, in relation to the rest of California... Okay, it's close to SF. That's not good. Because I was thinking, if it's close to L.A., okay. L.A. is also the home of the Shrine Auditorium, where mm-hmm. they held those two great E3s. Mm. Or one great and kind of one kind of good E three, one ten, one like eight point five, uh, maybe like a seven. Damn. Um, okay, seven, <laughs> seven five. Because uh, I was gonna say maybe they just have it like the PS five event close to home, you know, because right. of this. Right, right. Like, um, okay, I see what you mean. And they're like, hey, press, come to us. We're not yeah. going to you because we yeah. don't want to get sick, but you can come our way. <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. It is. I mean, I like. Uh, I just, I just would love to be like a fly on the wall on like them and being like, guys, like, what are we gonna do? You know, like, like, yeah. how are we gonna do this? You know, and like, maybe the reveal event. I mean, maybe it was planned for February, and maybe it was just not panned out because of of the virus. Maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe you know because them being at Paxies was like a more public thing. I believe. You know, even before the February event, rumors were even the thing. They had to announce, hey, we're not coming to these things, you know, yeah. as opposed to the event, which is supposed to be kind of like, 
you know, uh, I forgot when we got one where the last PlayStation 4 reveal. I think it was like a month before. So it was a pretty quick turnaround from like knowledge yeah. of it to like actually happening. So mm-hmm. by all means, I mean, maybe, yeah. It's a, it's a, I can't wait to see what happens. I can wait to yeah, see how it all boils down. Yeah. Or, I mean, do they take the route of like, all right, listen, individual devs, like, we'll actually promote your stuff, if even if you're a small game, but we can't reveal any of your stuff like on like a massive scale just because of this, you know, thing that we're dealing with. Oh, yeah. for the because like PAX is a no go now. Yeah, yeah, like hey, like just like drop your trailers on like you know, we'll we'll give you block space. We'll mm-hmm. retweet, we you know, but. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was going to be a Final Fantasy VII demo at PAX East because oh. of PlayStation. That weekend lines up with the original release date for Final Fantasy VII, so just release that demo to the public on that day like I was thinking. I would love <laughs> and that. And we all win. I would love that. But I'm excited to follow what comes with this. Kevin, I'm sure, is going to be covering it, all the info about the PS5 and playstation events in the coming weeks on playstation source but absolutely absolutely kevin if people would like to find you between now and then where can they find you they can follow me at the k diaz one two three follow me on there on twitter uh at t-h-e-k-d-i-a-z one two three as well as of course youtube.com says playstation source uh where you can get filled in on, on the latest and greatest in playstation we did a pretty good uh not 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 pretty good a great great ps5 video today uh, as well as we, we had a really good Save Slot podcast. That's uh, that Save Slot podcast this week. Very very good. Uh, mm-hmm. Road Road to Part Two aiming for this week. We had some scheduling conflicts, so we will see. But that is so tr- you know plugging along. Very nice. So a lot of a lot of good stuff there. Did your poster just fall again? It did, but that was off screen, so it's okay. Ah, there we go. <laughs> where um, can the Where can the good people find you, sir? Uh, you can find me at a Target buying better wall adhesive. <laughs> or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris N. Buckley. Um, if you're listening to the show with your ears only, mm. you're probably on podcast services. If you're watching this video, you're on YouTube.com slash JoyClicks. And maybe you didn't know you could listen to it on podcast services. Well, the links are in the description for those. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, there's many others. Um, if you enjoy the show and you're listening on Apple podcast, uh, leaving a rate and review would help us a ton. We appreciate all the support. Everyone who checks out the show. And I believe that's going to do it. Mm. So until next week, pizza time. Pizza I had time. pizza before the episode this week. So yeah, pizza time. Should we just, you know what? That is the outro. That honestly, after the second to- time. Yeah. No, after the first time. Truly, truly. It it just felt right. It fits. It just it's it's quite frankly pizza time. I don't know what to tell you. You know. Okay, so I think the way we should outro it is we both say it. So it's like pizza time. Pizza time. And then time? you respond with pizza time. It's okay. a question answer. Okay, so you question and I state state amise. State. Yeah, we can we can switch it up different weeks. Whoever wants to say it first. Okay. Okay. Some questions, the other one answers. I dig it. I dig it. Pizza time? Pizza time.